Hello everyone, welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. This episode is with Jack Inslee about episodes 9 and 10 of The Last Dance. The following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. If you are listening to this in iTunes or on you, me, them, everybody.com, you will see the donate to our Patreon link. If you are listening to this on Spotify, go to you, me, them, everybody.com, go to our about page and consider clicking on the Patreon link uh, because it'd be very nice to one day have as much money as one of Michael Jordan's five children. Uh, three were in the documentary, two were not because those two are very, very tiny. They are small children. And five year olds shouldn't be in 10 hour long documentaries that feature. Uh, the 44th president of the United States of America, the 42nd president of the United States of America, and the ex-wife of a member of NWO. It's over. Are you okay? I'm going to miss it. I already miss it, for sure. I thought about you and everybody else that's actually from Chicago when that Pearl Jam started creeping in towards the end. Ah! It's like... Man, this has got to be hitting you in the feels. Um, it it was, but for all the wrong reasons. So, uh, that is one of that's my that's from my favorite Pearl Jam record. No Code is their best record from 1996. And the song was Present Tense, right? That we uh that's closed correct. the 10 hour Michael Jordan documentary with. The fact that this has Pearl Jam in it, but the Dennis Rodman 30 for 30 doesn't. I know, I know. Is hilarious. Like, they would not give that doc any money, and they gave this doc all of the money. This doc had Coolio and Pearl Jam. Mm-hmm. It was a great song to end it with. It really worked. You were sincere when you say that, because a lot of my I friends am- are just mocking it. No, come on. I mean, you know, it was perfect. It, the Phil Jackson present tense, you know, burning the notes, and the, it all made sense. Oh, for sure. I liked it. But I'm a total homer, and I realized why I'm always going to think LeBron is a better basketball player than Michael Jordan is a basketball player, even though Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player of all time. Sure. Did you have a dad? Uh, yeah. Did you, and you knew your dad? Mm-hmm. He and you still think two, LeBron but, is better um, than MJ? Yeah. Okay. I thought... Because only in in after this ten hours of Michael Jordan propaganda do I realize like oh no 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 I just prefer LeBron because he doesn't have a dad. Oh, interesting. But LeBron is a better dad. That's dad because he didn't have one. That's the difference. Right. He didn't go play baseball for two years. Once again, totally cool with Michael Jordan playing baseball. No, no problem with it. I have a big problem with the like the idea that he's doing this to like avenge his dad's death when he could just be a better dad himself. But whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, LeBron's the better dad. Um, that's an interesting take, though. So that 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 hit home for you. I mean, I've been thinking a lot about how w- one of my big takeaways from this is that Michael Jordan never really grew up past the age he was when his dad died. 34? Um, 33? No, no, he's 34 in this season, this final season. Um, oh, so 30. I guess. Or, or maybe even younger. I think 29. Okay. But... Yeah, so his dad dies in 93, and Jordan, uh, I guess he was 30, yeah, 29, 30 years old. I'm talking about now. When I look at the man now, I'm like, you're still a bitter 30-year-old. That's an interesting take. Yeah. You know? He hasn't mellowed into this self-aware, 
kind of hold old legend. Hold on. He's definitely not mellowed, but I do think he is self-aware. I think he's self-aware to an extent. I don't think it passes a certain threshold, though. Is it fair to say episodes sense? 9 and 10 of The Last Dance have the least uh, deep diving into Jordan's psyche yet? Yeah, we didn't really get much. They felt, it was not a bummer, but I mean, it, it felt like a rushed wrap up. I mean, we crammed a lot in. We got a really um, sentimental Steve Kerr story, which I knew, but was mm-hmm. still kind of gut-wrenching to watch. We didn't get much. We got Pizzagate and we got Dennis Rodman you know, the wrestling story. Yeah, kind of. finally. Which I want to start with that. I want to, I want sure, to hear you it. and your, your reaction to, to, I didn't know that. I knew Dennis Rodman went and did the wrestling thing. I did not know it was the like night before an NBA finals game. So it's insane. It's not insane at all. It's really less dangerous than him going to Vegas because he is supervised and there is a reason to show up because sure. he's getting paid. From when WCW. we set the bar there, I guess. Exactly. Then, yeah. So <laughs> it's not crazy at all. Do you know what that was leading up to? Like that was for a July pay-per-view. No, you... set set the context, please. Okay, so that was a pay-per-view for Malone versus Rodman. You're telling me that, that the that's whole thing the was a setup. That... It was because because Rodman was part of the NWO, so it was Hogan and Rodman. So Rodman was previously already versus part of Diamond NWO. Dallas Page and Carl Malone. For the July pay-per-view of that summer. Like, that okay, didn't so, come up. That should have been a part of this. Right. What a huge piece missing. So you're telling me Dennis Rodman had already established a wrestling personality before that disappearance, yes? I this think was not so. his first appearance? I think so. This is the part where it's clear that I did not. I was not watching live at the time. This is all... I know okay. how Rodman is how he fits into it and I know how it led to the pay-per-view and the pay-per-view was Malone versus Rodman. Um, That's crazy. Yeah. So like, yes, it's crazy that Rodman did that because it was during the finals, but that's probably a healthier thing for him to do than every other night after a game in the finals. And then what did he do in game five? He dominated. It just felt like quite a fuck you from the, was it WWF still then? No, it was w- um, no, 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 no. Hold on. WCW was bought out. It was Ted Turner owned WCW, so it was Eric Bischoff pulling the strings and bringing in Rodman. It had nothing to do with the WWF. WWF or, okay. bought out not WCW Vince. years later. So this so, was not Vince's doing. This is not Vince's doing. That being said, once they defeat the Utah Jazz, Dennis Rodman does the classic suck it motion, which is DX, which is WWF. That was my next question to you. I thought that I saw that happening on the court the minute the buzzer goes off yeah, and he's doing the Ryan suck it. Did and the suck it. Good the Lord. Suck it. Yeah, man. I mean, did we? You can't make this shit up. I don't think we got into any of the Dennis Rodman versus the entire state of Utah. No, no. I was really kind of sad that the Rodman story tapered off. Again, if this is supposed to be the last dance, a study of the 1997-98 Chicago Bulls, we needed way more Dennis Rodman the, throughout. I agree, but... But it wasn't. It was a Michael Jordan doc. I wish they had promoted it differently. The one thing that we saw, I don't know if it was 9 or 10. I think it was 9. After the Bulls beat the Pacers in the locker room, Jordan's like going around and giving everyone high fives. Do you remember this? Yes. That's the only time where you really see him interact with everyone. He is clearly the leader. Phil Jackson is like a distant second. 
And even to Rodman, he's like, I'm the big dog here. Not you, Dennis Rodman. Like, Dennis Rodman is still oh, yeah. like a petulant teen, but like he kind of respects dad because <laughs> dad still sure, pays sure, his bills. Sure. So, no, Rodman, it should be a Jordan doc. And I'm the back then, I definitely preferred Rodman. It should have been called Michael Jordan's Last Dance. No, but that's the thing. It wasn't. <laughs> it has no. to be the last dance because if it's Michael Jordan's Last Dance, you have to at least acknowledge the Washington Wizards. Yeah, we don't get any of that. I Not mean, it made one sense. One second, I love it. It made sense, I guess. It was, you know, I wish we, I wish we at least got it in even like the footnotes. But fair enough. So the wrestling thing must have made you. Th- I mean, I fe- yeah, I really felt like these. <laughs> there, there was a lot for you at the end. Of I these. popped. I think I said to my wife, like, I hope they finally get to the NWO because to, I don't think people now realize how big of a cultural impact wrestling had at that time. No, certainly not. It was massive. States lotteries had giveaways with WCW. In Illinois, there was WCW lottery tickets. Like, that's a big deal. That is a big deal. Their viewership was higher than most basketball games every single Monday night. Rodman, man. Smart guy. Getting on it. It's also a classic move for the post-career... thing to do i mean steve mcmichael is one of the four horsemen he uh was a very infamous part of the 1985 chicago bears ended up playing with the packers played another decade with them then was in wcw for like four years walter refrigerator perry one of the most charismatic nfl players of all time while still a chicago bear he was in a giant battle royale at wrestlemania 2 along with like 10 other current nfl players hmm there is nothing new about this. Fucking LeBron goes to Monday Night Raw during his first year on the Cavs. Like, athletes that and wrestling. I didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't Gronk know was part of WrestleMania this year. <coughs> like, this is, me, is not new. Do you think this is more obvious to you, maybe? <coughs> excuse me. Is it more obvious to you, having grown up in the Midwest? Was the, is there maybe a coastal elite bubble where we don't realize just how big wrestling is? If anything, the coastal the elite bubble is East Coast because it all stems out of Madison Square Garden. So that's this is not a this is one of the few times where I don't think it's location based. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is yeah. just a carny tradition since the dawn sure. of this profession. So wow, Carl Malone. It's really crazy that they don't mention at all that he goes on to fight Dennis Rodman in yeah a wrestling ring. A we later. also don't. We uh, curiously don't see or hear from Carl Malone, and there's a yeah, and I mean like for the better because he's a giant piece of shit. So Um, I didn't know much at all about the Malone Lakers, the the, his his almost ring with the Los Angeles Lakers until uh, I don't like until like three four months ago. Uh, Did you follow Carl Malone, Gary Payton, Kobe Bryant Lakers? Yeah, I did. It was really weird. Okay, the and then Kobe and Malone just like didn't get along at the end. Yeah, I mean nobody was happy at the end. Okay, why? It was, it was because there was a lot of bitter old guys chasing their their only and first ring, and Kobe as the alpha, but these guys were all Hall of Famers, thinking they should be the. You know, it wasn't a good idea. It was a failed experiment. But John Stockton is clearly he's in this doc. He talks. They were yeah. Malone and Jordan a, were still on the dream team together. There's no seemingly there's no ill will between. Malone and Jordan. I mean, it might be on Malone's Which is curious side. also, because Jordan is 
he hates so many of his opponents. He's mocking Gary Payton. He, you know, can't stand Isaiah Thomas. And then you see Carl Malone get on the team bus to congratulate him. Well, he right? The like ring. that seemed a little bit like, wow. No, so they had the some kind of certainly. That's it. But it's we don't hear from Carl Malone. We don't see him. We don't hear Jordan talking about Carl, really. Um, I think it's because everybody knows that Carl Malone is a pedophile and a piece of shit. And just don't, see, I didn't know, know he was a pedophile. Oh, yeah. He's got like a kid with a 13-year-old or something. I just know he's a long, not long, short trucker, a <laughs> cross-country trucker at one point. Like yeah, when he was well. in the, like during the offseason, when he was in his prime as a member of the Jazz, like he drove a semi in the offseason. Yeah, I mean, apparently he got a 13-year-old pregnant. Um, was he also 13? No, no, oh, no, as an cool. adult. Come on, Carmel. He was like he was in college and then abandoned the kid. Um, there are a bunch of other things that should suggest he's just not a great dude. So anyway, yeah, no Carl Malone. Um, the other big reveal in episode nine or ten, I forget, I kind of lump them all together, is the I'm calling it Pizzagate, the flu game. Yes. Ridic- ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. Do you not believe that? Of course not. And I can <laughs> happily walk through why there's no way. It is impossible. So we're, we are, and for anybody that may not know the context here, Michael Jordan supposedly had a flu game in which, you know, he overcomes the flu to score almost 40 points. And it's mm-hmm. this big legendary game that gets mentioned and referenced all the time. Anytime an NBA player gets sick now, it gets called back to, oh, is this his flu game? Mm-hmm. So for all these years, we thought it was a flu game. A lot of people thought it was a hangover game. Jordan reveals, no, it was food poisoning from pizza. So we're supposed to believe the night before an NBA Finals game, that the Bulls and Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan, the world's biggest celebrity next to like Michael Jackson, are staying at a hotel that does not serve food 24 hours. Yes. Okay, that's the first thing we 100%. have to believe. Second thing we have to believe is that they order pizza at 2 a.m. and five suspicious looking no, 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 men no, arrive. 1030. 10.30. 10.30. 10.30. Okay. Big difference. It is true. Fair enough. Five men show up with this pizza. Uh-huh. Jordan's best friend and personal trainer, both there, are alarmed. Say, this doesn't seem, something seems off. Mm -hmm. Michael Jordan goes on to eat the entire pizza himself. So no one else was hungry. He eats this entire pizza himself. Anyway, despite the fact that everybody thinks it's sketchy, before an NBA Finals game. And then 24 hours later. Not 24 hours later. Not 24 hours later. Less than. than. Less than 24 hours later, he... Claims to have food poisoning, but doesn't need to use the bathroom once? No, he says he used the bathroom food? all night and he couldn't keep anything down. That's not how food poisoning works. Yes, it is. Not immediate. No, the next day. He's up all night. He's vomiting, et cetera. He's sick. I 100% believe this. You believe this? 100%. Hear me out. Hear me out. Have you been to Utah? Have you been to a state that shuts down early? But not Utah, but yeah, yeah, I can okay. imagine. Yeah, it is not crazy at all to think that wherever the Chicago Bulls were staying during those finals would only have literally one option available. He's the biggest celebrity in the world. It's ninety eight. It doesn't matter. It's not now. There's not Postmates. This is nineteen ninety eight. Number one. Number two. Hotels don't have room service. Some hotels at a cert- at by ten p.m. No, no more room service. Hmm. Number two, 
just because five guys show up, they didn't. Five guys didn't necessarily show up to poison you. Five guys showed up because they knew, holy shit, I'm delivering to the Chicago Bulls. What if it's Michael Jordan? I'm a teenager working at a pizza place in Utah at 10:30 p.m. What the fuck yeah, else am I gonna do? Hadn't thought of that. Okay, hadn't thought of that. Number three, who do you think is delivering p- food at 10:30 at night in Utah? Teenagers who are bad with food. Teenagers. I used to work at a pizza place. This is not unbelievable. Do I think that they intentionally got him sick? No. Do I think that he had some meat on it that he probably shouldn't have? Absolutely. You said, oh, none of Jordan's friends were hungry. You're assuming Michael Jordan is offering his friends anything to eat? (laughs) It seemed curious to me all these years later. Why were they calling it a flu then? Because no one knew. No one said food poisoning. They just said he has flu-like symptoms. Those are the same things. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he was so, so instantly like fined the next game, yeah, that's not the flu. That's food poisoning. It got out of his system. Hmm. All right. I don't think it changes I'll, I'll get... anything once you realize if you've ever worked in the restaurant industry, the idea of like the lowest common denominator pizza place, the only one open at a certain time, they're probably not going to do the best job with food safety. I'm going to stick to my theory of the hangover game, especially considering uh, hangovers aren't that bad. One, if you know one the, of the, one of the clips, well, alcohol poisoning, right? I mean, one of the clips nah. he's in practice and, and they're like, how are you feeling? And he's like, you know, good. Woke up, had a few beers, had a cigar. And Hell yeah. <laughs> I didn't, I don't think he was kidding at all. Either. No, I don't disagree. Um, That's why I don't think it's no. If you're a true alcoholic like that, you're not going to be that hungover for anything ever. You're going to have weird eyes <laughs> when you're talking in a documentary for 10 hours, but you're not going to have that type of game. Game. All right, we'll give him. We'll give him the food poisoning game then. Um, it, but it that changes nothing. He was clearly ill. He didn't do it to like increase to boost the legend. There, he had already established himself as the most dominant, insane person ever. He's not going to poison himself to make it more impressive. <laughs> Fair. I mean, if anybody would, it would be him. No, I disagree. Yeah. It would be Kobe. Okay. Because true. Jordan did it better. Kobe would have to outdo him, right? Let yeah, me give myself the, food poisoning. There's no yeah. reason for him to do that. There's literally none. Um, so there's another moment where we have a really touching connection between Jordan and one of his security guards, kind of like this new father figure to him who, you know, ends up with cancer but then comes back and gets the game ball. I thought that was very sweet, and I liked that a lot. Um, but it really, again, continued to drive home this crazy point that Michael Jordan had no friends. No, I disagree. Nope, disagree completely. He had, disagree he had, completely. That is his, his real name? friend. Uh, he he just has a ton of father figures that he that he like turned into his friend, and that makes me like LeBron more, because he decided to do the exact opposite and is training his son to be his best friend, to play alongside him in the NBA. I mean, okay, Jordan had friends, but his friends were what looks to be a gambling and/or golf buddy and some old security guards. So I've clearly been doing not clearly I've been doing more research on these guys and like listening to the director talk about who these people are. The Michael Jordan's best friend thing apparently that was a Michael Jordan request, being like, no, 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 that's my best friend. Refer to him as my best friend. That's a former driver <laughs> that he befriended Amazing. literally the first day he was in Chicago, and like they stayed in touch since like '84, and they're legit best friends. Amazing. So that's the thing. It's like. I don't necessarily agree that he's like 
he's not like a Michael Jackson bubble weirdo where like literally since he was eight, he had no peers. Jordan was essentially an unknown when he came to Chicago. The 84 NBA is very different than the 2020 NBA. It was probably tied for like third most important. No, and Chicago was the fourth most important sport. During when Jordan was drafted, we go football, baseball, hockey, then basketball. No one really cared about the Bulls. So he probably had about a year where he can make true, real friends that were peers. And that's where he gets his weird driver friend. That's where he gets his weird security guard friend. And then he meets his wife very soon after, and we never hear from her again. Nope, not once in the whole doc. And we we do get a glimmer of his children who are like, yes, we were banished to the basement of the Utah Stadium uh, arena. And we hated the Jets. Just fine. Uh, that's Just what I was fine. trying to figure out. Like, did the director ever say so? It, after episode eight, he finally acknowledged like why Juanita was never even talked to, and his reasoning, which I completely disagree with, was that's what everyone was doing back then. What do you mean? The fact that he his his example was like Byron Scott on the L.A. Lakers. The fact that he was like loyal to his wife was such a like oddity in the NBA. It became a running joke. Oh, Therefore, I see. They never asked Jordan about his uh, his, his affairs, etc. Right. Okay. I completely disagree about why that's important. I mean, Steve Kerr is still married to his college sweetheart. Like, fucking ask everybody. How did that impact you? Did it impact you? If the answer is no, the answer is no. But present that. At least ask that okay. question. And I understand mm-hmm. that doc. Like, it's it's a Jordan produced documentary. It's never going to be in there. But. It, it it belongs in there. Some somewhere somebody should be covering this stuff and how it impacted the game and how it impacted these people's lives. Well, three of his children interviewed. Or does he only have three? So his children are he there. They're interviewed. The we, we, marriage, yeah. Okay, so we see them all on screen briefly. Certainly, they were all each interviewed for an hour or so. Yes. What not got the thirty cut? seconds we got? Right. What got cut? Did they just not have anything? interesting to say or was jordan like oh no 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 we're not putting that in there no 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 i don't know i mean bill clinton literally had one scene yeah i forgot about that carmen electra had two and obama had three they they didn't really go deep with anybody except michael even phil jackson's i don't even is is he even in every episode almost Almost. But that's the thing. We, but we do get a full 10 minutes on LeBradford Smith, an unknown player for the Washington Bullets who happened to have a decent game against Jordan and riled him up. To So, I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> come on, you know? That's, that's where the Jordan executive producing gets silly, petty, and maybe that's what makes it singularly a Michael Jordan production. Here's the thing. Did you, do you feel any differently towards Michael Jordan? Yeah, I have. I do. I, I think I've seen a little bit more into the psychology, and he seems like more okay. I've always knew he was a sociopath. It makes a little more sense now. I have a little more context to understand why he is such a bitter, petty, mean gambling at. Like all of it makes a little bit more sense mm-hmm. when I consider the scope of the celebrity he had to deal with. Oh yeah, the. The, the passing of his father, the, all of the elements kind of like come and it make make the focus a little clearer for me in terms of his sociopathic behavior. Does it make you like him more or less in any way? It's hard. I don't know. I don't know that I ever really liked him. Okay. So I think I'm the same. Did you ever own a pair of Jordans? 
no. Well, yes. Yeah. I guess I had a, a pair of, of the Spike Lee collab. Oh, that was only Jordan. a few years old, right? Mm-hmm. Not, yeah, they weren't too old. I've had like Jordan remakes and all sure, that sure, stuff. Sure. I never had any of the original Jordans, though. Does this make you want to like maybe look for some Jordans? To sell, sure. Not I was to trying sell, to not buy to sell, them when they to came. To keep, to no, wear yourself. No. no? Okay. No. Does this make you feel any differently about any other 90s uh, basketball superstars? Um, Pippen? More or less. It was an interesting... Um, Jury's still out. I think we got Jordan's perspective on Pippen, where we, we, we get a lot of this like, ooh, and then he quit on us. Ooh, and then <laughs> did he have a migraine? I don't know. Oh, his back was hurting, but we needed him out there. You know, we got that side of it. Um. I don't really think Pippen gets to tell his side, but uh, I didn't know a lot of that. He's on the jump literally five days a week. He could tell his side every day. Yeah, fair. I mean, it continued my hatred towards Reggie Miller, just an enormous piece of shit. (laughs) Have you ever seen Reggie Miller's um, naval tattoo? He's like a tattoo around his belly button. Yeah, you know who does have one of those? Dave Batista. (laughs) He got it covered up recently. It's not a joke. (laughs) Ugh. I just I hate hate Reggie Miller. Uh, that's just that's the Nick in you. No, it's not. I like I'm like the one guy that likes Reggie Miller, the announcer too. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> um, did my wife was like they really don't like Scottie Pippen? <laughs> right, that's what I mean. I mean, I don't know if it's fair. Scottie Pippen was very very good. When you look at the numbers and the analytics, like he was very good. Oh, I understand. This is all, you know, it, it is propaganda. It, it, I'd be frustrated if I was anybody but Michael Jordan. Would you spend the 10 entire- hours watching a documentary about any other team or individual athlete? Yeah. Yeah. Especially now. I was just talking to my brother about this. We're going to try to continue this Sunday tradition and watch some other basketball Oh, doc. that's great. It's like, you know, fuck it. Let's make Sunday nights basketball night yeah i'm there are plenty of 30 for 30s i've seen a lot of them but you know yeah let's keep it going i am very 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 much looking forward to the sammy sosa mark mcguire doc now do you have any interest in watching that yeah is that is that happening that's in i think a month so espn is brilliant oh wow every single sunday night is a new doc so next week is lance armstrong i think that's two parts then the bruce lee doc then the sammy sosa mark mcguire doc amazing yeah, amazing. I I would love that. I, what I would also love is um, when we're talking about these athletes that were just the best um, that I don't know enough about. I'd love a Usain Bolt documentary. Oh yeah. Um, well, that's the thing. Usain is he even done? I I don't know. I don't know enough about the sport. You know. Yeah. I, I, I'm. He just. But I would love like, to know up more. Every few years, and he's like the most exciting man to watch for literally ten seconds, and then that's it. Yeah. Um. A Serena Williams doc would be amazing. I, they've already had the like officially licensed one. It's kind of boring. Mm, okay, it's like four. Interesting. Horses. And then it's I mean, not, like, it's not good. The real Tiger Woods story would be something. I've, I to was behold. thinking about that too. I don't think I care about any solo individual. Like the Lance Armstrong story, very fascinated by it and how it affected culture at large, but. As an individual sport, I don't care about cycling. I don't care yeah, about tennis. Yeah. I can't. I don't care about golf. Not that I don't appreciate what these individuals do. I, I clearly I can never do it. But the it's this very homeristic, probably because I just watched episode ten of the Last Dance. 
it really does bring a city together. It really does change a city's identity, be it good or bad. And that when that's missing, I don't care as much. I appreciate it the same way I could watch the Olympics and love U.S. gymnastics. Like it's amazing. They're these athletes are they're the best in the world. But I really couldn't. I could care less. Right. That's. Do you think this is a good documentary if you didn't grow up in the '90s? If you don't really know much about basketball, is this still? I had a few friends like, should I watch this? And I'm like, eh, probably uh, not. So the thing if is, you like, don't. I've always loved Dr. J. I've never seen a full Dr. J game, right? Because of my age and like, I didn't grow up in Philadelphia. I think I would watch at least four hours of like Dr. J's ABA to NBA transition. You know. But again, so, you like basketball. I do like. Oh, well, that's the thing. It's like, do you that's like? That's my sports? question. Is this a good? Is this a good documentary if you're not invested in sports or you know? For for this specific squad, a hundred percent. Because it's it's the same reason why you kind of understand Jordan more. It's the fame level. It really only rivals Michael Jackson, and that's such a unique bubble thing. It impacted literally every part of culture. The fact that once again, two presidents are in this. And they get almost as much screen time as Carmen Electra because that's how much they they impacted the team. That says something. That is massive. That cannot be overstated. Yeah. This is like the impact of Oprah, but instead of like a 30-year career for like nine months. But is it a documentary or is it more of like a championship DVD, you know? Like those videos that come out after they win a championship. It's... I wanted the OJ made in America. That was never going to happen with permission for obvious reasons. This is a slightly no, better than a, cla- not a classic, but like a slightly better than what you'll find readily available on Netflix, but barely. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. Making it kind of non-essential watching for your average person. Yeah, it's it's such a great, Here's my question. Why would you spend seven hours with Tiger King and get depressed, but you could spend 10 hours with this and not be sad? Great question. I mean, I didn't watch Tiger King, so I couldn't I mean, tell here's the thing. That. What could make... Really, two, let's go real sad. But the thing about this that doesn't bother me at all is like, who does it? who is the enemy in this? If you really know anything about basketball and anything about... Uh, major sports organizations, you're supposed to think it's Jerry Krause, who's dead, who's now in the NBA. They don't even ever mention the fact that he has passed away. Yeah. So who cares? Because also, like, Jerry Krause was right. (laughs) At the end of the day, he was right. And so who? No, literally no one is hurt. The actual fans either already knew all this stuff or they now will, like, do a little bit more research and realize, like, yeah, maybe Krause was right. And everyone else gets to feel like they're a hero again, and we got to pretend the coronavirus didn't exist for 10 hours. Like, that alone makes it one of the best things that came out in 2020. Net positive for sure. Net positive for sure. The biggest story I thought in 90s basketball was not Michael Jordan, but Magic Johnson's HIV plus revelation. Enormous. That changed, I thought, that changed everything. Of course. That doesn't exist in this documentary. It's not mentioned. Nope. And that's why the Jordan ex-wife thing is such a big deal to me. Because there was an ad campaign with Arsenio Hall and Michael, uh, sorry, Magic Johnson 
that was on like seemingly every VHS tape for like four years at the start of every major motion picture. That's why his dream team presence was such a big deal. It's never mentioned why it was a big deal. He just disappears and then he's back. And, and then we just get talking head magic Johnson. You're right. You're right. But I mean, you could make the argument for so many subplots that were missing there. There are tons, but that's a huge one. A big part of the context, and that's ninety one. After right? the ninety one finals, right? We don't even hear about it at all. There was he comes back. Like that's a big deal. Yeah, but you know, this is the Michael Jordan thing. Uh, he doesn't care. Doesn't play his narrative. I don't think doesn't that's a Michael Jordan thing. I think that's a the filmmakers thinking it's not important because we're talking about the Bulls, but like that changed the entire NBA. And that's what made Rodman's behavior so unorthodox at the time. Cause they're coming out of this. We have to be safe. Everyone wear a condom thing to Dennis Rodman being like, I like to fuck in Vegas. And like, that's it. That's, that's why it was such a big deal. It wasn't just cause like, Oh, it's a guy with weird colored hair. It's because we're coming out of this AIDS scare. This is huge. And now there's a guy playing with androgyny and free love and clearly a huge alcoholic. But oh. it could have gotten you you know what? It could have been mentioned then when we get into the Rodman thing. It like it said, you know, somebody saying this was a big deal because yeah. in ninety one Yeah, you're right. Um something I thought at the end of this was is Dennis Rodman the best uh role model for work life balance? No, Clocking no, out. no. Because as soon as I, as soon as this documentary is over my wife pulls up the Robin Wikipedia because like, was she, he married to Carmen Electra? It's like, yeah, for nine days, and they try to get it annulled, then it lasted nine months. <laughs> and then you like, look up at the next wife, and he's like, oh, he was with this woman for like nine years. And he's like, oh, he's got almost a million dollars of uh, lax child support payments. So no, uh, not a good dude. Steve Kerr. I meant more like when you're on the clock, you're on the clock. And no, when Steve you're Kerr. off the clock. Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr. Just shoot oh, free Steve throws Kerr. alone forever. <laughs> Steve Kerr. Yeah, what a guy. Yeah, Steve Kerr comes Steve off Kerr comes the out best. Looking great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wore 100%. 25. Did you? Yeah, it was such a boring number. <laughs> it's it's not a not a cool number. No, not at all. Um, two two other things from the from the finale here that were that were entertaining. Um, Jordan jamming out in his headphones to Kenny Lattimore. It was just like, that's so good. That's just so good on a music nerd level. It's just. Not the kind of music you'd be jamming out to on a team bus. Really um, quick, you know more about Kenny Landmore than me. Is Jordan's fashion sense the equivalent of Kenny Landmore's music? Um, I don't know, man. Jordan's fashion, I, I'm, I'm kind of for it. Oh, you are? <laughs> yeah. I mean, before we get to like, we don't really see Jordan in the year 2000 with like the ridiculous huge jeans and all that stuff. But these other outfits in the dock, I'm all for it, man. 80s is- Jordan looks great. Killer. I liked 90s Jordan, too. He had some great fits. I was a fan of the all-denim outfit when he went to throw the first pitch. You like Dick Tracy 98 finals. That was a silly one. Okay. That was a very silly one. The Hit and miss. What's the best No, I can't really draw a comparison to Kenny Lattimore and Jordan's fashion. (laughs) I don't know if there's a connection there necessarily, but... What do you think the best meme from this series is going to be? Is it going to be... Oh, the iPad reactions, for sure. The iPad reaction? Yeah, that's probably it. I wish it was... so good. Those are really good. I wish it was... It's going to be iPad. Number two might be, you bitch, fuck you. Oh, that's good, too. Jordan to Bird captioned. (laughs) 
so fucking mm-hmm. good. Number three, I'm hoping the the security guard doing the shrug of the shoulders. Oh, that that would be my number two. And then number four, a caption of Jordan saying, "I ate the whole pizza." <laughs> yeah. Actually, I wanted to. I I didn't. I wasn't able to. I wanted to get the screen cap and subtitle for. Uh, started my day before noon with a few beers, had a cigar, and got to. I'm like, yeah, that's that's all of us right now. That's. I hear you. I also like. Don't look at the shoes, bitch. Look at the ball go in or something to that effect. He likes saying bitch a lot. Bitch, ho. Yeah, we got a lot of that. A lot of that. And I think for you're a Bulls fan. You grew yeah. up a Bulls fan. Yeah. Was it hard for you to watch him? at the end say that he wished they went for a seventh, which no. I never knew. I always thought Jordan no. was adamant, like no matter what I'm done, I'm going out on top. No, Jordan, him always watching said, the I iPad play for Phil. Okay. That's what it was at the time. Yeah. I but still, again, he says there, he's that, like, yeah, if Phil was like, I'm going to go case. to the nuggets, Jordan's going to the nuggets. Well, and we don't get much of that in the doc. We don't get Jordan's love for Phil necessarily. It's implied we get glimpses of it, but he never outright says that kind of thing to the camera. I don't know. At the end, he's like, if everybody would have come back for a one-year deal, you know, Phil would have come back. If He's still putting it on Jerry at the end. Which makes sense because it was Jerry Renz. Sorry, it was both Jerry's, actually. It was Renz, Rips, and Krause's fault equally, and they did the right thing. Of course. And Phil did the right thing because, and, and that's, I love that quote. He's like, it's a good time to leave. Good time to go. And it's like leaving the party before the cops show up. Um, <laughs> you know, it, had they done it again and everybody on a one year deal and lost to Dave Robinson, and Tim Duncan and the Spurs. Mm-hmm. I mean, that wouldn't be good. If anything, think about what that would have meant for Tim Duncan, who could have said, I beat Kobe. I beat Jordan. No, Tim Duncan would have just said I, nothing and then retired quietly. Well, that's true. That's true. Because he's a I good man. I've loved Tim Duncan. Talk Tim about Duncan, a boring top doc. ten basketball player of all time. I like to think so. Kobe's not in my top ten. No, Kobe's not in mine. Who's your top five? Um, uh it's hard to say off the top. Um, Magic, Mike, Duncan. I like to put Shaq in there yeah but that's the thing if you're playing Shaq where it's Duncan Duncan's ahead of Shaq Shaq's probably five just like hanging out with a general on the bench what the what's Shaq doing there oh I see you're you're trying to build an actual roster then like a playable oh I see like you're starting five that's a different that's a different question then Shaq could play alongside Duncan they could be power forward and center but uh, Hakeem might actually be. So you have three centers, Jordan and Magic. That's a good team. <laughs> it's LeBron, Magic, Michael, Duncan, and Hakeem. If you could have five Jordans on a team or five LeBrons on a team, what would you rather have? Five LeBrons, yeah, easy. Yeah, okay, cool. More versatile. If you could have Jordan's season eight hairline or LeBron season eight hairline, what would you prefer? <laughs> Look, LeBron is uh he'll always get my my vote as a fellow balding male. Um shout out to LeBron. Shout out to how he was able to very casually bring his hairline back. And uh yeah, take LeBron. Yeah, LeBron's so great. He is. It's sad to be I'm sad that it's all over, to be honest. It's 
I mean, it would be really great if ESPN just surprised us with some other basketball doc now. But I don't want any basketball doc. I just want Jordan's Wizards. Because <sighs> I don't so little comparatively to Jordan's Bulls. I know. To see some of those early press conferences and interviews and game footage, it's such a fascinating the 9-11 thing. What a fucking story. Yeah, I want to know that. Like, I have I know more about, clearly I know more about Jackson's Lakers. That's super easy. I think I might know more about Mavs and Rodman than I do about Jordan and the Wizards. Do you think Jordan regrets the Wizards thing and really just doesn't like to talk about it or have it brought up? Well, I don't know the finances, but is he able to be a Hornets or Bob? Yeah, is he able to be a Hornets owner without the Wizards? Don't know. I, I would guess no. I think the Wizards was his entry point into all of that. Exactly. So, like, no, because of that, he's a billionaire. So, how could you regret that? Right. Yeah. I wish. I wish. I would love even a even a one hour, you know, episode eleven on that. But we're not going to get it. Were you able to occupy non coronavirus headspace, um, other than the two hours every Sunday for the last five weeks? Yeah. And- Bits and pieces. But anything in in particular? Any other piece of pop culture? I mean, like I'm revisiting things. I watched The Wire for the first time all the way through. So, you know, I, I, you know, I've, I've, I've been DJing. I have my moments. Okay. But this was nice because it was communal. Yeah. That's, that's the best part of it is, you know, being able to talk to you, being able to talk to my brother, all my friends, everybody watching it at the same time reacting and, you know, yeah, I'm gonna miss. That's, I'm, I didn't do. I didn't do Tiger King. I couldn't do that. That was the only other point in quarantine where everybody seemed to be doing the same thing at the same time. This is one of the few times where it really helps to have something live. Yeah, that's the thing, and I, it made me miss TV a little bit mm-hmm. um, because you can't really binge things in sync with other people. No, even the Tiger King things. Like everybody sort of watched that at their own speed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's nice to have things rolled out once a week like this. If you had a kid and they wanted to wear Jordans, but they had no idea what Michael Jordan was as a base, as a basketball player or a baseball player, would you <laughs> encourage your child to like, here's some clips of MJ or would you be like, I don't care. Fashion is fashion. Let them have their own thing. The latter, but I'd probably okay. still be like, if you're interested, yeah, here's some clips, but it wouldn't matter to me that they know the history of the, I mean, who cares? There was a lot that was left out of the documentary uh, Jordan is easily one of the top 10 most fascinating people in our lifetime, pop culture figures. If there was one thing that they did a real deep dive into, what do you wish it was? Hmm. Hmm. I mean, the Wizards. Yeah. What if it's on the Bulls? That's the thing what I if it's the least, Bulls that's run? The thing I know the, le- the Bulls run... So you got 84 through 93. We're not doing baseball. There's already a 30 for 30 about that. And then 95 through 98. What's one thing that you wish you knew more about? Hard to say. As a basketball junkie, I wish we got more basketball. I'll put it really? that more strat, More strategy. Huh. More, this is how the triangle worked. This is how Jordan got his isolations in that system. This is how we adapted for different teams. Yeah, may- maybe that. That's interesting. 
Because I can't think of, I mean, it's a tough question. I mean, what's the answer for you? I mean, sure, Rodman for entertainment. There are a lot of entertaining things I'd like to see more of, but it's realistically. It's blatantly entertaining, but I want to know how it relates, and I want to know if there's any parallels. I want to know, I want to deep dive about the week he hosted SNL. Because <laughs> that's a good episode. That's funny. That's the birth of the super fans. That's uh, Jordan with its Pat. No, I'm sorry, not with a pet's pet, but uh, with former uh, Minnesota Senator Al Franken. That's a good episode. Okay. I like that one. That's that's I'll, a good deep dive. And then clearly, I like, I'm just probably going to go on the WWE Network and watch Rodman with the NWO. Oh, so am I. Did this change your opinion of Michael Jordan, all things said and done? Yeah, I like him a lot more. Really? I like him so much more. Yes. Awesome. Because he, he's a fully aware sociopath. He's partially aware, but... No, he's fully aware. Completely well, aware. Well, that's one of the because frustrating things here. Because he made money here. on this. Yeah, okay, fair enough. He's I mean... Fucking best. The producer of the film said that, uh, you know, there's the clip of when he's like, you don't want to play that way, don't play that way, and he starts crying. Um, that speech was minutes long, and they chopped it down to that. Yeah. I would love... That's my answer, a deep dive. I would just love to see what didn't make it past the cutting floor i want to i mean we could probably find this but like just hornets footage from the last 10 years of him belittling draft picks oh god yeah that's that's where he'll really become unlikable no i think he's still gonna shine uh (laughs) i'm gonna listen i don't know homophobia and all especially the homophobia that's where he's really (laughs) gonna shine